Welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. It is the dystopian capitalist welcome to hell edition. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be... Liverpool did play a game today. Who cares? We're not here to talk about football. I paid attention to like nine minutes of it. Um, So yeah, we're mostly going to be talking about, you know what, uh, the news that shook everybody's world last night and then into today where things developed further. So I kind of want to just go around the table here for a sec and kind of do a gut check on, you know, what is your gut reaction to, uh, to all of this? We'll start with you, Andrew. Um, I don't like it. It's like uh, being pinched. <laughs> it's like a paper cut. No one likes a paper cut. However, I mean, I hate to be that dude, but I'm morbidly more, whatever. I'm very curious what the hell happens next it's like it's like when all y'all were watching wandavision we had all these fan theories like the next episode i'm waiting for the next episode basically that's that's because at the moment you have you have institutions billionaires millionaires being like calling each other's rats calling each other liars and shit this is some <laughs> dramatic shit you heard that Which you heard that probably true you know yeah yeah like <laughs> The guy was like Edward Word, the guy from Juventus. He's a liar, blah, 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 this and that. You have all this like drama, shade being thrown left and right. And then from that perspective, I love me some hot gossip. I ain't going to lie. I love that shit in my daily life. So on a, on a global scale, this is exciting. However, that being said, as a fan of, you know, of the game and of, of Liverpool Football Club, this is concerning to say the least if I'm, trying to be like a lawyer and you know dignified and shit you're not a lawyer say what you think (laughs) you know what i mean i'm just saying like this is concerning as fuck like i don't know what this means like i i i have a wait and see approach i'm it's almost as if like my girlfriend broke up with me but like i haven't accepted it yet because she broke up with me on april fool's day that's how that's where i am at the moment mentally speaking like, I just got to sleep on this shit and figure out, like, if this is a dream. It's kind of like when COVID started. Is this real? Is this life now? We in lockdown? What's this now? We, You know, there, to be fair, there was positives that came from it. You know, some people got to work from home. And then that's it. Everything else was negative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Darius, like, I don't know about you, but I found myself sort of in this, like, existential wandering mode all day of, like, if this happens and it's kind of destroys everything i've known football to be like does that mean because we, our owners played a leading role in it like this oh, doesn't necessarily we, suit are the you values a bad person the club. Well, well, like well, no David, like, do like, i do, do i disidentify with it like i'll be honest mm-hmm. with you i i grew up a new york yankees mm-hmm. fan right right but like okay the 1990s yankees right were shit for the first half of the decade then Derek Jeter arrives mm-hmm. and they built something and it was like amazing. ironically they were actually kind of like built from the ground up even exactly. though they were the Yankees they were still that same franchise but we were but it was organic right but mm-hmm. then in the mid or the early to mid 2000s they sold the, they sold out and I lost <laughs> this like affection for it right like I just lost this the feeling that it had the the games at Yankee stadium. And then next thing you know, they're tearing it down and building the JP Morgan chase center or whatever it's called. You know, it's still called Yankee stadium, but it might as well be called something else. And like, yeah, like 
I don't care about the Yankees at all anymore. Is this going to happen to me with Liverpool now? Like, is this... to, to answer <laughs> hey, your, your your question, there are probably. In life. Probably. I know. Is this the, is this the turning of this chapter? Well, you said welcome yeah. to hell. It, this is welcome to capitalism. This is welcome to sports as a business because that's what's happening here. Andrew, you you alluded to a, a Marvel uh, property. You you called out the wrong one. You need to go to Thanos because this was inevitable. Like that's what this was. Thanos, yeah. bitches, seen, he's back. We've seen this in every sport at every level in America, and it's almost like millions of people across the planet just learned today that sports is a business because the hurt and the pain that so many people are feeling right now is real. But we've seen this happen over over the course of decades here in the states, and it's it's another example of what some might deem as American exceptionalism. It's uh, America being the assholes that ruin everything for everyone else, because we've taken the, the beautiful game and turned it into a commodity, not a sport, not, not a competition, even, but just no, a money generating commodity. Com- I would even argue not even a commodity, bro. It's at this point, And especially when the Netflix of football, which by the way will be coming is going to be a part and of this I, by the and, way. and to be fair i argue that it should for different reasons but for different re- hold on go with me lit but that's a different topic we'll get there. but it, it's essential it's not even a commodity anymore it's it's content it's no different what we're doing right now mm-hmm. this is content baby yeah. and 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 that shit is content and and not that i'm a fight fan although brendan shout out to brendan one of our local tampa bay fans here uh he he invited me over a few months ago to a, a McGregor fight. I don't know shit about UFC, UCF, whatever it's called. It was dope. We had some fun. Um, but it's essentially like if I'm a fight fan, right? I want to see the best fighters. Yes. Every week, I ain't gonna try to pay for no scrubs. I don't want to pay for scrubs. I want, but you get you consistently. You, th- their motto is their idea is like, yo, why don't we? Why don't we put? Why don't we have a heavyweight bout every week? Well, well Andrew, and, well, well, and I'm you know sure we're going to get so to I, that. I'm sure we're going to get to that part of yeah. it, like the, the whole thing about the teams facing off against the other big teams. We've talked about that. We talked about it back in October, that once you get to that level of saturation where it's top team against top team all the time, it becomes devalued. We, we, yeah, we yeah, talked I about said uh, five-star food and it's right. six-star Ex- food. Exactly. But part, a big part of this is the understanding that no one was consulted uh, from the grassroots level, from the fans – to even the players, the managers, we saw this coming and we kind of knew that this would be something that would happen and we just could not get out of the wait, way wait, wait, wait. of this train that was coming see, through. This, this comes back to another thing, though. Like, I got cited sources, gentlemen. Go ahead, David. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, but like, okay, yeah, well, so we'll we knew this was coming. Right. The organizations knew this was coming. The mm-hmm. leagues knew this was coming. UEFA, FIFA, they knew this was coming. And this has been going on for years, right? Like, this didn't just start recently. This didn't start even with FSG taking over. No. It's been said they didn't buy the club with this in mind. They had it, you know, they just wanted to make it self-sustaining, blah, blah, blah. But then it became this, right? But this has been something that's been threatened for years. Bayern Munich uh, was threatening to launch one in 2016. Berlusconi, Milan's, manager, or Milan's owner. This yeah. has been a dream this of is, his for a while. Apparently. This is nothing new. And like we kept the thing is is that the Premier League and UEFA, they kept being complicit. They they kept inviting in these billionaires. Well, I, I'm sorry, but how do you think billionaires make their money? Like it's not by giving a shit about community and what's good for you know the game. It's about them and their money. 
I don't know what everybody thought they were going to be like when this started to get rumored. We knew this was going to happen at some point. And at no point in that journey did anybody go, you know, here's the list of like the reasons they would want to do that. And I don't think it's necessary that they do that. What we can do to just alleviate some of those issues for them is this. Like no one ever had a plan. They just kept ruling it in the same way they always did, the same way that created the problems. They kept creating more and more football for the players to play, and it's become a problem. And now the big clubs want out because who owns all the prized assets in football that make international football worth watching? Yeah. The big clubs. They've decided they don't want a revenue share because they've realized, especially when you see these a- owners that come in, they look at the American sports model, then they look at the European model, and they say, wait, wait, so you guys – have a league where you might drop out, whether it's the Champions League or the Premier League or whichever league that you're looking at across Europe. You have a risk of dropping out. So you can't bottom and then bounce back up to the top like we can in the closed leagues. And on top of that, you've got a revenue share. Why don't we just get all together, do a closed league, and then all the big dogs eat? Because that's all that this is about. It's all a money yeah, grab. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. obvious that it's just like, uh, well, and he, how do we? And then, how, how, how is anyone surprised that this is happening? That's where I, that's where I'm just like we not, not to coming. get not to get too political, but this is kind of like healthcare, where like healthcare shouldn't be like privatized in in a lot of ways, no. right? Because like you, you this is what happens. Like save lives for like, like okay, beings. so like, oh, hold on, it's hold on, not hold a service anymore. Hold on, hold on, wait a second. Wait, where where I'm going with this? Whereas like what you saying, like 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 clubs losing money because of relegation and so on and so forth. That that is great for sport. It's the idea of like, um, what's that game? Uh, that's on TV, Jeopardy, where right, like it, you can win or lose. Is will Leeds beat Liverpool yeah. today, right? Right, but here's the thing: that's fucking terrible for business, homie. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? As if te- if this co- podcast was making like tons of money, and you told me for a second, because I, I assume I would be treasurer, because I love man, I assume I would be treasurer. And if y'all said to me, "Yo, we can lose a bunch of money if we do X, Y, and Z," I'd be like. Hell the fuck no. We are not. No, no, no. It's not that. even that. That's it's not even that. Shit. Andrew, the, 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 the apt comparison would be if there was someone who was coming to do some similar content, would you allow them to exist? Because that's what this is. They're crushing the competition. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah. a that's, monopoly. Oh, yeah, that's a different. That's, that's what di- they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You're right. They're perv- Sorry. They're preventing. Like, remember New- that rumor of Newcastle in the summer? Where like Saudi, yeah. sorry David, yeah. Saudi Arabia was finna buy Newcastle, basically the country of Saudi Arabia. I mean, I don't know, Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were about to buy Newcastle, and homies were like, "Psych, <laughs> you ain't buying Newcastle. We have, we have the status quo. Let's keep that shit. Ain't we don't want no new Man City. We don't want another Chelsea. Let's just keep at it is. And 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 ironically, you know, if you believe the reports from that dude on Sky Sports this morning are. American this morning. Um, he said he has a source within a club with a board member of a big six club. And he said something along the lines of like, some people don't like this. Some board members don't even like it, but it is what it is. And the fact of the matter is, is like, if like, it's like, it's like peer pressure, like two of your friends are going to jump on the cliff. Like you guess you got to jump off the damn cliff. Like, it, yeah, but it's not just that. It's if your it, friends jumped off a cliff and they were going to make a billion dollars out of jumping off a cliff, would you yeah, jump off point. too? But, but that's that's is, what this is, dude. But my point is though, is like maybe, into, maybe, maybe Liverpool Jumping into Scrooge McDuck's money. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You're jumping into water. Now you might not know what that water is, but yeah. does it look deep? 
I don't know. Like if or, it, there's a billion dollars like, on the line, I'd be like looking at it like, I don't know. It's got kind yeah, of a dark color. Bag. I think I can make it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you see my point though is like, because Chelsea, I think, I think it was said that Chelsea or whatever, Abramovich was like, ah, uh, city i think as well i'm not sure city it might crack i'll be honest if there's it one doesn't it doesn't matter the point is is that they join because at the end of the day and i'll be honest with you this might sound harsh but as a fan of liverpool football club you best believe that if this was an alternate universe where liverpool weren't in these conversations i'd be pissed of course, because of course. I, as a fan, I would be like, "What the fuck? Why aren't our own?" A lot of the people who are mad, not, are mad that their club is not in this. Exactly, that's, that's part of this. Yeah, and, and it's, it's absolutely crazy. But before, but, um, okay, I, okay, like I on. am upset about it. I'm a Liverpool mm-hmm. fan, but at the same time, a part of me is like, "You made the healthcare comparison, right?" Like right. I wanted to go back to that because, okay, yeah. the the real comparison there is like if the United States government was upset that people were getting charged what they're getting charged for covid treatments ignoring the fact that the, our healthcare system has been fucking people for a long long time right like this is nothing new like we've been getting americans have been getting shafted on healthcare for decades right but now they care because it's covid or something right well that's like boris johnson comes out today he's like oh, we're going to do a full investigation into football and it's like oh really now david, now you david want to do it? listen to this though the fact that boris johnson us before boris johnson fifa and uefa they're in the moral high ground right now. That's how messed up this is. Basically, Thatcher's Thatcher's little like granddaddy or grand cousin or some bullshit little nephew. I'm I'm joking, obviously. They're not, no, really, but, it's, but no, like it's he's he's our savior. No, <laughs> our potential savior for Liber- no, 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 Liverpool no, no. football. I don't club, think right? you want that either, because like, look, here's yeah. the thing. This brings me to my next point. Of, is I wanted to bring it to you guys. Are there any good guys in this? Because from my point of view, I'm looking at UEFA and I'm like, you could have taken FFP seriously. You didn't apply it. That's part of what led to this. Like part of what led people like John Henry into ownership was the promise of FFP actually having some legs. You didn't enforce it. And now we're here. Yeah. Cause that that's essentially like a salary cap where, sorry, if, if fans are not familiar with FFP, the idea of like kind of leveling the playing field. So that it was supposed to limit what, you Can't, gotta, you gotta make you know, what you spend. So you, exactly. you gotta basically like operate within your means. Was the idea financial fair play, right? Right. Didn't happen. FIFA has been corrupt at every turn. I mean, it, they don't have a moral high ground to stand on. Why are they not gonna go through with this? Because you, are you really think they're gonna market a World Cup in the Arab world that doesn't have Mo Salah in it? My ass. They know they're not gonna do that. Like they can't do it without the best players. And morally, that is a bankrupt organization and has been for a, or a long time, right? The Premier League, 30 years ago, created a Super League of its own, essentially, that has been operating at the top of the pyramid. Like you look at a, you know, clubs like Arsenal and Liverpool, and like, you know, we've been among them. We've just benefited from the Premier League. It took us longer to catch up to like the Uniteds and the Arsenals and the Chelsea's. But at the end of the day, we've benefited from it financially just as much as everybody else that all that shit none of those groups did anything to stop this and they've all actually furthered the cause at different times so i really they're not there's no moral high ground for these people like and remember that these groups have just decided to change competitions when they want to as well right like we've got a world cup coming up in cutter that's going to be in the middle of december 
Corruption, you've baby. Got, you've got a UEFA Champions League expansion happening in a couple of years where there's going to be 10 group stage games. That's not the same competition. They essentially were trying to make a Super League of their own, and they just got beat out by this They one. got beat to the punch. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's all about, like, vertical integration, right? Or, 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 so the idea, like, for example, Samsung, like, they, they – they they um from what i understand they rule all of their supply chain right mm-hmm. so they make their phones they design it everything else whereas like apple yeah. for example outsources it to foxconn in china and like people like commit suicide there anyway point being it's it's no it's kind i see it it's like a very similar concept where it's like yo why are we why are we paying this homie when i say homie uf uefa why are we paying them monies why are we why the, why are they why we bring them to the table when the product is us. If we do our own shit, we, we can be the Netflix of football. We'll be fine. We can, we can break away. We can break up the, go with me on this metaphor. We can break up the Hollywood studio um, ecosystem, do our own thing, start our own streaming service, you know, do our own products, do our own Broadcast streaming series. And, right. and movies and original movies and we'll get we'll get banks uh, we'll get venture capitalists to fund this shit and then we'll be able to and then this product will be dope as hell and we get all the monies and ain't nobody gonna be no middleman no and i'm looking at it sorry go ahead well i was gonna say that that was my point though going back to when i mentioned monopoly that's what i'm talking about it's not the game monopoly where you just try to like bury everyone oh yeah it's, yeah that you go right. and you control everything like in in the definition of what a monopoly is, you control all aspects of the business. You can't have any competition because you control everything. So vertical integration is a nice way of saying monopoly. So that's what the leagues are trying to do, or that's what the teams are trying to do with this super league. So we kind of have uh, some forms of it when you look at like baseball, the RSNs, the regional sports networks. That's like oh, your right, Fox right, Sports right. Anaheim, your Fox Sports Florida, where the teams mm-hmm. are able to negotiate directly with the TV broadcasters. You what? can't have that in a Premier League. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Darius, the Magic just left Darius Fox Sports has, Network for something I never heard of. Darius has direct experience working in this. Is that, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, 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 I did this a little bit at Longwood, but yes, I've studied this as well. But yes, so this is a part of how the teams in baseball, basketball as, as well, is the way that they do it. So when people talk about like, oh, well, they're going to do like the NFL version of this. The NFL actually has it so that the league is the most important thing. And then the money flows down to the teams. What you're getting with this super league, they're making it so that it's both so that it's every individual team is going to have their own big, powerful entity, uh, their own negotiating rights, their own way to make all of these decisions. But then it's going to be those 15 teams are coming in at the ground floor uh, at, at the uh, ground level, they're going to be the ones who are making all the decisions in this. So because you have those big games, those big competitions week in, week out, that's gonna now, be with a, the, the, make, the that's now making it so that they control everything. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. trying to have their own TV networks, their own Netflix of football, to your point, Andrew. They're going to have it so that everything that has to do with top-end football flows through them. They and make let's the be decisions. real. And let's be real, 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 real. Be, I mean, as a person that works in tech, and you know, I write code and shit for a living. Apparently, um, this Netflix of football should have happened five years ago. I'm sorry, but the Premier League has dropped the ball. I mean, if the Premier League did that, let's say a few years ago, maybe we that could have 
Maybe, like, maybe not. Well, like, could you expand like, that thought out? Or hold, 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 it sounds like what NBCSN is doing with Peacock. No, wait, hold on what I'm saying, though. Because, like, maybe it could have been like a Terminator Skynet situation where, like, maybe you don't prevent Skynet from happening, Skynet being the Super League, but maybe you prolong that shit. And, and the, because if you, if you take out Sky, you take out BT, and you do it because. The problem is now they're, they they have the broadcasting rights to all these different countries and stuff. Gotcha. If you okay. if you like centralize that, and the Premier League was like, "Yo," they could have done a different deal where they were like, "Oh, British people have to pay X with Sky to keep Sky going, right?" But then people in, for example, Egypt, United States, you get access to this app and you pay X amount of dollars. Can you imagine the billions? The billions you would make. I mean, look at again. I go, but in I theory, go to Hollywood. I yeah, go to, but I mean, that's kind of already no, no, no. happening. Yeah, no, and but the that's other what thing I'm saying. Like that could have that, that could have taught the stem or uh, what's the word uh, satiated the appetites of these owners because look, no. the Hollywood on no. the Hollywood system There's is a, doing, is doing the same thing. The one it, the one problem they have there with the whole Netflix of football thing is when you get it works in an English in the English world. Right. But when you get out and you need to speak Arabic and you need to speak Chinese and you need to speak all this, you got to have content in those languages. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're just paying. Now you've got to pay a third party. Exactly. To to create this for you right now, those companies just buy into this. They pay you the the rights to broadcast this. So in a lot of ways, the broadcast model worked for them. Now they may find a way around that down the line, especially if they go partnering with somebody like Amazon Mm -hmm. has limitless funds and is operating on every continent in the world already. That's different. But if you're just talking about do it themselves, the logistics of that can get complicated. So like, but the, the idea is that it needs to happen so that the, the rep, like you, you take out the middleman, the middleman in this, in this case being sky sports, BT, Mm -hmm. Al Jazeera, NBC, whatever it is in China. And if you have your own app or at least an app, that's a partnership, as you said, that to be fair, that's a good point with Amazon. But that's what the broadcasters yeah, you, are. They're partners. That's so what they are. It's, it's very much so the same. It's, it's different from having one thousands of partners in dozens of countries, right? To one or two. And more importantly, the negotiation uh, leverage you would have as, as the big six you would have, to, to make more money. And yeah, that's so the thing that they, they dropped the ball. The point what I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. not like not I'm not trying to uh come up with my own app here and fucking like create a new business here. That's not what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I don't know shit and also I'm drinking. Number one. Number two, the point is is that you got to 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 uh, what's the word satisfy the the um the the hunger of these owners because yeah because they they've been fucking it up right print the premier league they've been complacent they've been um what's the word lethargic they haven't been innovative enough for the owners to be like oh okay we trust what you're doing therefore we're going to keep with the status quo if that were the case they wouldn't have made the super league you understand what i'm saying no, if, they so, had so- made, if they had made as cardi b says money moves then is that what she says? 
if yeah. they had made money yeah, moves, the clubs would have been like, yo, all right, all right, we got this, we good. We so like we can prolong this shit. You know? So the way that it's it's come down when it comes to like the TV negotiating, it's not just the fact that Ooh, they don't have their own network or anything like that through the Premier League. It's that they have always had to be focused on well, yeah, we're going to get eyeballs for Manchester United, Liverpool. We're going to get eyeballs for Liverpool, Chelsea, for Arsenal and Tottenham. What happens when we have Brighton and Sheffield? Oh, those games don't Those matter. are the games that they also have to sell off. Those games don't matter, homie. Too. Oh, no, 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 no. But when you, when you negotiate, you have to have that. So that content right. also has to get picked up. The reason why nothing the Premier League could do could ever compete with the Super League is because they don't have to worry about that dead weight. You don't have to say, well, if you're going to take Manchester United and Liverpool, you also got to take Brighton and Sheffield United. They don't have to worry about that anymore. That's why this model is happening because they trim the fat off of the league. And the problem is we're referring to what is a huge institution in those towns like Brighton, Sheffield United, Bournemouth, like whichever club we're pointing out. These are huge entities and we're just treating them like, Ah, they're whatever. But yeah. that's the way that the TV negotiations always happen. That those teams get tossed, eh, they're not as big. Now, the Super League, you're trimming off those teams. They're not a part of it. They have no say. And all you have to do is worry about big dog against big dog. That's why the Premier League could not have created anything to compete with what the Super League is. Yeah. What we're talking about here, though, is a part, you know, it's a bunch of people with self-interest, right? And yep. this is what bugs me about it. It's like we're talking about Liverpool and Manchester United are looking at it like, I don't remember Burnley and Sheffield ever going and filling up the big house in Michigan right. in the middle of summer. Yeah. Did you guys ever generate a bunch of funds that way? Uh, I don't remember, you know, when we were sitting down to the broad, to, you know, negotiate with the broadcast companies who had to be on every week and who's having their schedule shifted around at the mm-hmm. expense of the health of their players because they had to play Wednesday night, Saturday morning. Like it's, I get it. Right. I get their point yeah. of view and they're up against a bunch of people who last year were ready to null and void our title uh, just because they didn't want to get relegated and it was going to be better for their him. business model. Yeah. And you've got who are now saying like, Oh, you know, this, this isn't good, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're, they're speaking out of self-interest because they know that they don't hold the marketability that these clubs own. Right. But the people that lose out, like we said, are the people that live in Brighton and Burnley and yes. Newcastle and all these other people. And don't, those clubs do have fans around the world, not as many, but they yeah. have them. And those fans lose out. So yeah. there's, it's ultimately, it's just going to come down to the fans getting plowed again. And that's kind of what you can't get away from. It's like, I understand where the clubs are coming from. I totally get that they make the money and that they are the product, essentially. Like you said, these clubs are the product. Yeah. Without Liverpool, Manchester United, without Chelsea, Man City, there just aren't... What are you looking forward to? Wait, wait, can I point out... I mean, tongue-in-cheek here, but can I point out in those four clubs that you mentioned, you notice how you didn't say Tottenham and Arsenal? Because they're small clubs, no, no, no. homie. They're small no, clubs. Get no, out of no, here no. with that shit. No, 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 no. The, People without, watch the North London Derby like say, you wouldn't that, believe Without a it. North London Derby, right. that's another thing off the list that you're mm-hmm. marketing. That's another th- You know, don't think it's not a big deal for Norwich when Tottenham rocks up and they whip them 3-1. So that could be the highlight of Norwich's season, you know? At least, I mean, or... Wofford, they beat the champs last year. 
six in ratings. I mean, not to sound like yeah. that guy that was just in office, but I had really high ratings, you know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but that's essentially it though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, but he, here's the thing though, that's, it's very weird about football fans and, 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 and this is, this is like the argument people need to get out of their head that, oh, Darius alluded to earlier. Well, no one was consulted. Well, in what in what world? Sorry, I, this is not a talk to you, Darius. Mm. This is not personal, of course. But in what world do you think a business is going to consult their consumer? Amazon what? never consults us about. You think shipping. Steve Jobs was like, "Yo, <laughs> hey, homies, you guys want an iPad?" I'm sure mm. they did a focus group, but like, they never yo, you guys want us about the iPhone updates? Yeah, I really can you, wish you, they you would. want some iPhone <laughs> updates? You want some battery? I will, I will push back a little bit on that, but go, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, no, it's, it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And the and and and, and to no, my point, not. I got I got sources, homie. I got sources. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have Katrine Mier. I don't speak French, but she's a Belgian chief executive of. Charlton Athletic in 2015 was doing a webinar, web summit, blah, blah, blah. And she was saying it's quite funny and weird that she thinks fans who fail to see themselves as customers, it's quite funny. They feel the sense of ownership. This was a web summit in Dublin and it was, it's on YouTube. Apparently you can look it up. Um, and whenever I get very friendly emails from, fran- from fans, they say, get out of our club. So it's not the stakeholders club. I think it's quite funny because they say they pay. Obviously, this ticketing system is one third of our revenue. No different, no dissimilar from Liverpool. But they go to restaurants with their family every week. They go to cinema, but they're not satisfied. But if they're not satisfied with the product, do they go and scream at the people in charge of it? No, they don't. But they do it with a football club. And that's very weird because they feel a sense of ownership. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The the existence of Karen's, that flies in the face of of that. that Oh, no. Her name is... She's never been a waiter. Let me get it right. Katrin? Katrin, I I would imagine. Yeah. Katrin or some shit. Point is, is that, like, fans... And, and this is fandom and anything in, in terms of like Star Wars or whatever is like they it's it's inherently illogical. And that's part of the reason why I love football in a sense, because it allows me to embrace the like the terrible aspects of humanity in a healthy way, <laughs> like the illogicalness of it all. Yeah. And it, it is right. Like, do I get mad and say to a studio that like, you know, I don't know that this is my football, this is my studio, like, get the fuck out. Like, no. Do I complain to a restaurant like that? No. And, and, and it's just this entitlement. This, no, hold on, hold on. This entitlement <laughs> of fans. At the end of the day, all these clubs don't care about the local fan. They care about the fans in America. See, bullshit. No, and in China, bullshit, unfortunately. No, that's well, just the way it is. They don't care about us either. They, they want to exploit all. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, and here's the thing. Like, they use the fan, the local fan, when you creating sell, all this marketing shit. You know, sell it to the other fans. Yes. To, yeah, exactly. To sell you atmosphere and all this other shit. Exactly. But they don't care about them. At the I mean, how many day. times? You say, sorry. And you say Go ahead, sorry. hold on. You say that, like, oh, people think, oh, they should have been consulted, but they shouldn't. Well, actually, if the last few years has shown us anything the clubs would do well to consult the fans before pissing them off. We've had ticket walkouts. We've had huge blow up over the furloughs, all this stuff that they've had to backtrack on time and time and time again, because you never consult the fans. You go and make these business decisions and never think about how it's going to play out. And then you get a bunch of backlash. You get people walking out, you get people protesting outside of grounds 
Well, you never and, asked anybody. And see, and see, and that, that's and Andrew, that's where I was going to point a pushback a little bit. And, and David, I'm glad you brought up the point again about the furloughs. We saw that literally happen with Liverpool, where they got bullied into taking everyone off furlough because all the fans said. That's not how we do it here. That's not to say that it's 100% effective because ultimately they know they got us by the balls. We're still going to watch when the Super League thing does eventually happen. That's why they're moving forward with it. But they also have to understand that they're not going to be able to just implement something, roll something out and have it be okay with the fans without it being something where you come to the fans first because ultimately, like with any boycott, the fans are able to speak with their dollar bills. So we've seen ticket walkouts happen. We've seen protests happen. And I, I, I think the owners would have thought this through, that they would be suffering in the short term for what could potentially be a long-term game for them. But understand that football fans aren't going to go down quietly. So this is going to be something that, whether it happens or, or not, and they should have but there had are more communication with it with the fans to avoid alienating fans because they're going to destroy a relationship that they still do, even though they don't completely rely on 100%, they still do rely on the local fans, on the people who are there week in, week out. I understand what they're doing in trying to make more money, but what they're doing is they're going for the casual fan and they're screwing over the hardcore, the dedicated fan, and that's the trade-off they're making. And I just, I don't think they really considered that fully. And that's where it's like, no, you probably should have talked to the fans first. Right. And then Absolutely. On, so on we're going to take a quick break. We're going to insert something here. I don't know what yet. But we'll be- <laughs> <laughs> insert rum and Coke and, and tequila and like uh, massage therapy. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Perhaps what makes it difficult to stomach for us is that we've come of age in a place where all other sports, the ones that involve throwing a ball instead of kicking it, have always been widely available on television. More often than not, those games can be found on networks that come into your home just by hooking up an antenna to your TV, even now. I don't believe any of us were so naive as to believe that a good thing would last forever. But it goes back to the way NBC spent the last seven years painting itself out to be a member of the American soccer community rather than a purveyor of it. That now, when the community is rocked by an economic crisis, by unemployment, by fear of gathering in public spaces, by isolation, they've taken the decision to extract more from us. It feels a bit like we fell for the trick again. Too many times in our lives of consumption, we've had a carrot dangled in front of us only to have it pulled away and be greeted by a puppet master with their hand held out asking for a fee. Like culture, all economies are built on people. A healthy economy ensures that the people it relies on have the ability to support it. This decision, then, does not feel healthy at this time. Welcome back. All right, so look, we've established that there aren't any good guys. I mean, UEFA is supposedly, I, I heard a rumor they're exploring some 7 billion euro like investment plan from somebody else. So it's just going to be billionaires going to war over each other. It's probably going to get pretty petty. Uh, I, there's a part of me that still thinks it is a bargaining chip. 
and I kind of wanted to get you guys' point of view on this because, all right, if you force it and the club, the big clubs say, well, you know, let's face it, the Champions League without the big, big clubs, if you took out AC Milan, Barcelona, Liverpool, Real Madrid, and uh, there's one other one in there that I'm forgetting, you eliminate 31 European Cups. That's 31 times those clubs have won it. It's not that interesting without them, quite frankly. UEFA knows this. The clubs know this. But it then becomes, how does UEFA kind of appease the clubs? And I'm, I'm curious, first off, of, you know, what do you guys think comes next? Because... I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, one of the things I saw earlier, and I'm going to FIFA's going to get involved. We know that, right? I want to read mm-hmm. FIFA's statement because I want to get you guys' thoughts on this oh, too. Because UEFA's saying as of Friday they're going to suspend clubs. The Premier League's having a meeting of the other 14 clubs tomorrow, but FIFA says this. In view of several media requests, and as already stated several times, FIFA, w- FIFA wishes to clarify that it stands firm in favor of solidarity and football and an equitable redistribution model which can help develop football as a sport, particularly at the global level, since the development of global football is the primary mission of FIFA. In our view, and in accordance with our statutes, any football competition, whether national, regional, or global, should always reflect the core principles of solidarity, inclusivity, integrity, and equitable financial redistribution. Translation. Can't we all just get along, guys? So hold on. Moreover, that the governing means bodies. nothing. Of, I love it. Well, well, there's more. There's more. There's more. Well, there's more. Moreover, the governing bodies of football should employ all lawful sporting and dip- diplomatic means to ensure this remains the case. Against this background, FIFA can only express its disapproval to a closed European breakaway league outside of the international football structures and not respecting the aforementioned principles. FIFA always stands for unity in world football and calls on all parties involved in heated discussions to engage in calm, constructive, and balanced dialogue for the good of the game and in the spirit of solidarity and fair play. FIFA will, of course, do whatever is necessary to contribute in a, to a harmonized way forward in the overall interests of football. They see it was it was the unity it was the unity and the um the 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 harmony that got me at the end that was because it's one thing to say unity unity like unity, that solidarity team is harmony was the one that was just like oh no now y'all going full corporate speak just like come um, on guys like we we understand hey, what hey, oi, 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 real, real, real quick real quick let's be honest we love it the reason why we love it is because we're looking forward to the inevitable. Last week tonight episode with John Oliver, where he's just gonna just <laughs> just he's completely do roast this shit yeah. because this is absolutely absurd from from a moral standpoint. You know, coming from FIFA, where we've had multiple like officers and the, the former president under corruption charges and federal investigations. I think from the FBI, if I'm correct. Yeah, like, no, they got the FBI yeah, 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 they, arrested they, half of them. Yeah, re- motherfuckers were arrested and stuff. Like, I love it. I love it all. I'm all here for that. And that's why I said earlier, it's like a show. This is this is like coming into like a soap opera territory where I'm at the moment of like, 
Yo, let yeah. get me on that next episode. Let me pop my popcorn. Homie. Well, to tell you how much of a show this really is, like it's not just FIFA, by the way. No, it's no, FIFA, no, UEFA. It's a lot of the broadcasters. And you, uh, Andrew, you re- referenced it earlier. Like even us sitting here, a lot of this shit, a lot of this outrage is performative because it comes back to everyone's trying to make their money off of this. And now FIFA is in a position where it's like we're going to talk down that thing, but on the other hand, still watch our tournament and come. To us, when we're going to be in Cutter, like everyone is complicit in this. So going back to like the whole no heroes, no good guys in this, it's it, it's 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 very much so the same thing with that statement where you hear FIFA saying, "Everyone remain calm and don't lose your heads over it," but they're saying really nothing. And at the very most, we have to wag a finger at it, even though we're basically advocating for the same thing during our league. So it's 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 nothing. What I think is what is important to notice here is we're not even the good guys. Like we've been complicit. Oh, right? as fans, click, we rate, subscribe. As, no, not even us. Not even just us. I'm talking <laughs> about fans in general. If fans yeah. in general, we eat up. You know, there's a cultural question here about how we consume football and like, mm-hmm. do we? We just did this to ourselves, right? Because we kept paying all the subscriptions and we kept doing what, jumping through whatever hoops they wanted to. People were going down to Miami to be cheerleaders for NBC Sports and yeah. and the Premier League in general, right? And so we just kept eating up whatever we they made fed football us. too big. We to the you know Roy Smith and Neil Atkinson had a really good conversation on the Anfield Wrap earlier, but I only caught part of it. But one of the things I, I took that Rory was saying was like we celebrated transfers, like we were there was people outside of grounds celebrating transfers. That's just money being spent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we celebrated the wealth, we basked in its glow, mm-hmm. and now no no no. But the, to you, to, sorry to interrupt, David. But to your point, like you know, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I ha- I know some Chelsea fans and. And they obviously they're not happy with the situation at the moment, but before today or before the weekend, it was like, oh, Abramovich is great. Well, why is he great? Oh, yeah, because he spends loads of money on transfers. So that's the bar. Well, at some point, you know, what's so ironic? What's so ironic? How about this? How about this? Yeah, yeah, but were we not? Were we not all sat here like after the end of the transfer period in January, where we hear a lot of people talking about FSG out, FSG out? Why were people saying FSG out? Because they didn't spend enough money. It all comes back to money. Yeah, but at every turn, we want them to have lots of money and buy the best players. Hey, but we're complicit in that. What's really hilarious about all this bullshit is that I'm looking at the Arsenal. owner the dude what's his name stan crocky he, yeah, owns he a, bought uh, an american franchise didn't he buy like yeah. the the he owns the rapids the rams like mm-hmm. he, he had the rams moved he clearly he Louis. bought them ho- he bought them and was like yo let me move cities real quick yeah. and then now he's like yo let me hire this guy who has no experience pay him like pennies on the dollar and then like not spend money on nothing because i know in the back of my mind because i've been in the meetings Super leaf gonna happen, and we're just gonna get boatloads of revenue from broadcasting money, and then I'll buy the team, and then I'll buy like extra shit. You know, I'll then I'll spend money. On the Honestly, rest. you might be right. That might and be exactly just, what just, happened with Crocky and Arsenal. And it's just so, and, and then looking at, I'm not, oh I'm not that I have a tin hat, and I don't, I hate conspiracy theories. But then I'm nah. looking at and I'm like, uh, like uh, this kind of makes sense. But bro, I will say, I will say, when when people talk about conspiracy theories, like the one where it's like. Eh, not really conspiracy theory. You might no, have to you know what I'm it. saying? It's like, when you follow like, the money. And you're an following example, the money on whoa, that whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. As an example to like, let's go back to reality a little bit to like the 
Like, I don't spend money if I don't have to. If I know, for example, I finna get a credit card reward. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, if I'm going to get free money, I'll spend the free money, so to speak, or invest that or whatever the case is, you know? And, like, I'm looking at these owners and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. And and I'm just thinking at the end of the day, you know, I'm sorry. Um, my my wife hasn't seen a lot of American classic movies, right? So a couple of weeks ago, I showed her Goodfellas. I made her watch Goodfellas. She didn't, she wasn't like, uh, like I am. But this is some gangster shit. All of these, all of these teams did some gangster ass shit, and they were like, yo, we finna just break up all of this bullshit. We're just gonna go under the radar, you know. Um, do do all this craziness, f that noise, f these hundred year old institutions or x y and z decade old institutions. We're gonna do our own thing because we can do it better than you. Yeah. And that and 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 mind you, this is my dark comedy self thinking. Oh my god, this is why this is like the best show on television at the moment. Is this because this is what they did was just just straight up like old school gangster shit, and we'll see what what happens because. Whether this is a, a poker move, whether this is a, or whether this is going to happen, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm like reluctantly fascinated to see what happens next. A big thing in all this is the players, right? Like what happens with the players? Cause they're, it's going to. Ain't nobody care the, about the players. We no, they, they don't, they don't, but we as fans do. Right. And like yeah. the no, players care. Somebody's got to play the game. They no care about can, themselves. No. Hold on, hold up, hold up. Listen I'll to me. Speak, but fans don't care about the players either. That's why yeah, they give them social media abuse all the fucking time. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, I <laughs> dare you. I dare you to go watch a game between two countries you never heard of during the World Cup. Watch two teams from a league you've never heard of hey, and I'm watch 90 minutes and tell me that's what you want to see. Hold on. I'm very good at geography, so I've heard uh, of all the teams. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know, but like when I read, when I read that uh, FIFA uh, statement, though, so there's all this talk about player bans and there's a lot of fans concerned about player bans, like players not being able to go to the world cup. When I read that FIFA statement though, I don't hear too much commitment. I don't think to this idea of player bans. They're saying that they won't be able to play in UEFA competitions or FIFA competitions. I don't think it's going to stick. First of all, the players didn't make this decision. So you're going to punish them for something that their employers did. Unlikely. Second of all, you're not going to punish the fan because the fan's going to turn their back on it if you punish the players and them by not allowing them to see the best players. You won't have a marketable asset. So you're it's not going to punish yourself. You're not gonna, yeah, you'd be punishing yourself. It doesn't make right, right, any right. sense. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. I don't think that's part of what's next. I do think that there will be – if we're looking at this as a negotiating tactic, what do you do? You ask for the world and try to get what you want. Exactly. Right. And that's what this is. That's what this is. They're going to, they've done all the steps. They've, they've followed through with it. Like if they want to do it, they can do it. And they're there. Like they're, they've taken some steps that are going to be hard to walk back. But I think that ultimately they probably still can and still will if they get what they want. So it's going to be this, this about to be a negotiating period, I think. And it's probably not going to be a pleasant one. But we're witnessing something historical like this. 
yeah, has so thrown. I've never seen anything like this in my years of watching the game. I've never seen anything like this in all my life all of sports. watching sports. Yeah, like, yeah, because we think of like what lockouts over the yeah, salary cap. That's yeah, the like this ain't no NBA lockout, this. man. This is right? something different. This is, this is like completely different. This is the Knicks and Lakers, and you know, like the three other biggest teams in the NBA, the Bulls and whoever else. Just be like, I, I, I still think the closest done. you get to it is like if you had. A bunch of teams, like in college basketball, who normally make the NCAA tournament, just went and started their own league. Like that's kind of the closest I think anyone has come to it. Because I've seen that analogy a few different times. No, no, yeah. it was, I told no, 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 bullshit. I told my coworker today. She called me and she, you know, it was about work, and I was like, she's like, it's late. Do you really want to talk about this? I was like, yo, this is like the the fucking distraction I need. Work is my distraction. <laughs> she's like, what happened? I was like, ah. It's, football related she's like what happened i was like the equivalent is like if the pope announced on stage like yo the pope the papacy and the vatican dissolve gone tomorrow and i'm like a devout roman catholic that was my analogy of like just <laughs> everything just completely obliterated and well, but, no but but you, you forgot they're gonna replace all the te- um all, all the different churches with like uh strippers. like tiktok videos and yeah shit. no it's gonna no no, no but it's gonna be <laughs> no, like uh, strip clubs i mean yeah. <laughs> basically she was like oh i don't really understand that but okay and i'm like we'll talk about it later puppies let's talk yeah. about puppies right and that that's what eventually happened but we're, we're, sorry where were we I, I'm, well, I, I don't know, but I'm going to, I do want to steer us towards the next question that I have. Right. And that is that, so our owners are driving this and we have not always had a great relationship with ownership, right? We had the Hicks and Gillette saga. There's been some turmoil between the fan base and FSG over different things. Right. So how much does it bother you that our owners are helping to drive this? Like, are you FSG out now? <laughs> no. I, I I would say if there's anything to be FSG out over, it's this. Because it's one thing to say, yeah. oh, well, they don't spend enough money or the transfer market this or that or to even ticket prices. What they're doing, they're completely changing the structure of football in order to make more money. The only profit that they're worried about is not the profit and the prosperity of the community. It's not about us as the fans. They're only looking at lining their own pockets. So if anyone wants to be FSG out, it's over this. And that, and I'll have anyone's back who says FSG out if they go through in, into the Super League. I'm 100% with you on this because this right. is a step too far. But I mean, this I, is I, don't want, I don't want to be rude, but like, in what naive world did you think it was anything different than that? Oh, no, no, no. Like, no we, I'm not saying. Seen, as to their, David's point, sorry, we've seen mm-hmm. the evidence. I, shit, I have the... The no, no, no. There's one thing about, about the, the ticket thing, the furlough mm-hmm. bullshit, um, um, the stadium expansion. All of this is all about money. Everything. What? Oh no! Hold up! Hold up! My point was no, no, no. that there's always some line of demarcation. There's a line in the sand, and this is it for me. This okay, is where that's, fine, line that's fine. I gotta, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying that I agree with what you're saying in terms of like. If you're gonna be mad about something, all that other bullshit was like nonsense. That was like the kids' menu on the restaurant, and this right. is like this is the entree where you should be upset about, where you should be like, "Yo, like, can this I get is my what steak you back? should get you, upset you messed, over." Yeah, you messed right. up my steak. Let me get that shit back. I understand what you're saying in that respect. By the same time, I'm like not surprised that the steak was messed oh, no up. No one is surprised. No, no, no one's surprised. I mean? So no. that's all I'm trying to say in in, in terms we of we saw this coming. Exactly. And I'm just frustrated because 
what I said earlier about how fans feel entitled that they're it's it's illogical, of course. Um, I don't expect every fan to be, you know, uh, uh, an Albert Einstein or whatever. But at the same time, it's illogical to think that you know this wasn't coming. Uh, um, you know, the primary thing was enough. No, it's, been it's, it's it true. Up. UEFA it's totally has not true, been doing the right things. So these these vent we we get upset that venture capitalists act like venture capitalists. It's it's kind of nuts. It's why there should have been more regulation in the game at a sooner time or at an earlier time by powers that be, whether that was leagues, right, right, right. governments, whatever. It should have been a little bit more regulated, and it gets into the fact that you know, Boris Johnson governments don't maybe. no the governments don't view football as culture they view it as something else right so it's allowed to operate differently than a regulated business that is an issue that you know probably needs addressing if this is going to get solved without it resulting in a super league for me i I agree with darius like i haven't been an fsg guy but if there is one thing that's going to push me there it's this because you're decent you're I, i admit the current system isn't perfect and it isn't stable but you're not offering up a solution that benefits anybody but yourself and they'll sit there and they'll say oh more money's going to make its way down the pyramid bullshit it's going to be a pittance of whatever you get it's whatever you're going to be willing to spare to shut people up and that's all it's our move yeah yeah it's never going to be anything more than that and we you know like what we live in this country we know billionaires don't give a shit that whole trickle down thing does not fucking work it's a fucking lie <laughs> it always has been from the day it was ever created i will say one thing do am i upset that they're involved no no yes thank you thank you for saying that, that for was one reason you want the leading clubs to be at the table for these discussions right yeah, yeah, like you yeah. need them in the room the game needs us in its current format to be leaders right now this is not what i would want the the decision that i would want them to make but if ultimately it does spark a conversation that drives change that makes the pyramid more healthy and doesn't turn it into a a soulless corporate venture which is probably what it's going to end up being but someone has to had to have this conversation because football's been broken yeah. It's not like this is a new problem. Half the clubs in England are staring down the barrel of their extinction, right? So, like, the current model is not – it doesn't work perfectly. Yeah. Papa don't like. Papa don't like. Well, I, I got a question to you guys on this. Turn this so. into a, a conversation about how to fix it and how to make it a little bit more sustainable across the board, it will ultimately do some good. But so my question on this, though, all right, when it comes to the owners being a part of it and Liverpool being one of the uh, seats at the table, does it make a difference that we kind of know at this point that this is a pact that's been signed by all the owners, but Liverpool themselves have not had a voice? It's been a voice coming from Real Madrid's owner. It's been a collective no, no, no. voice Joel from Glazer, the Super League. Bobby, Bobby, Joel Glazer, right? But like the liver, but like the John Henry. John Henry himself has not spoken up. Liverpool oh, no, has not put out a team mic. statement. It's only been yo, yo, yo. For a club statement. Wait, wait, it's wait, only wait. been from the Super League, and it's only been from some of these other voices. Does that make a difference to you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, like, it's infuriating that John Henry yeah. has not said a word. We haven't heard from Tom Werner. 
if you haven't heard from Ed Woodward, who's wait, apparently wait, wait. one of the architects of this. Joke's coming, but like, I mean, not that I guess British government doesn't work this way, but like, imagine the Senate hearing where like John Henry has to answer fucking questions. <laughs> like, he's in Parliament, like talking to Boris Johnson and shit. No, that might that have would be to dope. happen. <laughs> that would well, be. That a might have to happen. happen. I hope either. I hope because you'll get a lot of right honorable gentlemen talk. And I, I really enjoy that from British Parliament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it would be fantastic. The right honorable gentleman from Massachusetts, which is to speak, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be, it would be absolutely brilliant. Um, and that, no, I mean, it, it's... Uh, but I will say that about the Joe Glazer thing, though. Can you imagine you're, you're a Liverpool fan, you're a Manchester City fan, you're a Chelsea fan, and not one of your ownership group, your Bombaviches, your... Michael Edwards, none of that shit. None of them make a statement. It's Joel fucking Glazer. And as a as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, that's upsetting and like just absolutely crazy to think that like a Man United, you know, executive is speaking like is someone even mentioned on my club's website and that and that's also it's just optics like again, at the end of the day like if shit gets done, if shit gets done. But at the end of the day, humans are irrational creatures, right? So optics are super important. And that it's like as if they didn't hire a PR firm for this. It's just really upsetting in terms of like they, I think they if they're going to do it. this fine, but they, they could have done this in a much better way. To no, uh, see, here's the thing. I don't. I don't know if they could have because, like, it was always going to piss people off. They just ripped so, off the band aid. They just exactly. Did it quick. They just did it quick, yeah. and now they're looking at it like there's a That's huge why they up. did. It they the they braced for a backlash. They're like, there's going to be a huge uproar about it for a while. Mm-hmm. They're banking on it. Either eventually this works itself out, and we kind of go back to the way things were, but with a different. You know, we have more control in UEFA and, and we'll get more of the funds. Right, 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 right. right. Or, or we break off, and this may take a couple of years. But two years of all these clubs and all these players being in this league together, people will watch it. You know, a certain amount of people will watch it. It will start to make Hell, the we'll rounds. Be sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's honest. the thing: that it'll make the rounds on the, social media. The uproar will calm thousand down. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. This is Other what players I, are going to want to go to it. And they'll, they'll 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 go on like it never happened, and so it's yeah their investment. They're playing the long game. Returned. That's all they're looking for. The ROI on it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing though. Because, oh, you're gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, the thing is, for me, is uh, what people need to understand this idea of like, you know, I was in the bar earlier watching uh, the Leeds match. Who gives a shit? What 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 is that? <laughs> we really don't even need to talk. One, yeah, one, we don't need to talk about that game. But or whatever. I'm glad Mane scored, though. Um, yeah, that Sadio. being said, though, Sadio, all, all about that. My game. favorite part of the whole thing was Bamford's quote afterwards. That was the best part of the game. Milner was... <laughs> was is, that, is that confirmed as being real news, not fake news? Oh, yeah, no, no. I was, well, I was Bamford's like, quote, yeah. Was, Bamford's oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, F that noise real quick. So, um, I... I, I I just don't know. Like, people need you to understand this concept of, like, I, I'm going back to the fans here for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, the, these owners, these these businesses just uh, – okay. So, Liverpool, we, we, we've seen the videos on Redman or whatever talking about how, like, apparently we have, like, scientists finding the next Salah via numbers and data and X, Y, and Z. Right. So the idea that these owners don't have the same kind of mechanisms in terms of lawyers or in terms of marketing people to figure out like, hey, yo, is this viable? Is this a great thing? Because 
let's be real. It's not like like three owners got together, smoked a little bit of weed, and was like, yo, that would be so cool. No, that's not how it works, right? So what I'm trying to suggest is that fans, they're all saying they're all going to boycott. But the reality of the situation, there are billions of fans. And to my mm-hmm. point, FIFA has more you more nations, more states than you than the United Nations. I always say this point when I talk to Americans that don't like soccer to convince them, like, "Yo, this is a cool thing. Look, United Nations ain't shit. It's all about FIFA, <laughs> right?" And and that's the reality of the situation. You have you have all these neutral friends, and more importantly, in this book, and I think in 2010 I read in college, it's called Soccernomics. These two um authors yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they challenge the idea of our soccer fans polygamous this idea that like for example when you move to a city sooner or later you start uh, supporting your local city your new local team and you mm-hmm. split loyalties right but more importantly it starts also talking about the foreign fan and that you know you um what's the word i'm looking for like you can jump ship so to speak that's why we've met, for example, we've met in, in the bar years ago, David, you remember this guy, I forgot his name, where he had like a Newcastle top. He had, uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk you, about you know, that guy, Hold on. He's, a terrible, <laughs> he's a terrible human being. But the reality of the situation is like our wanted fan, our, you know, fan is not, fandom isn't really treated like a religion and for the majority of humans, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if all of us, let's say best case scenario, all of our fans, you know what? Uh, how many Liverpool, how many followers are on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, for Liverpool? I couldn't give you an exact number, but but yeah. To A your few point million. Like, My point is there's, yeah. there's millions more that would be willing to watch Liverpool Real Madrid on a Wednesday night every three weeks. That's my point. Right. At the end of the day, they win. So this idea that fans are going to protest and like, sway the opinion of a billionaire is absolutely nonsense i mean oh but that's why that's why i said earlier that they're they don't care about the hardcore fans they don't care about the people who watch the same team week in week out they only care about the people who pop in for the big games they only want the casual fan the people who don't actually like soccer the people who don't actually support a club they want the people who are just looking for a spectacle and that's what they're going for with the super league that's yeah, why this to, is so damn well, depressing. They know. And, and I just wanted to point that out again because I think it, it, it's very important to, to, to have the average person understand, ain't nobody care about you. Nobody care about you. Nobody care about what you love. Nobody right, cares about, care about the casual the fan very much. No yeah, one cares about the people who going to buy a PSG because J. Cole Ward. Hey, hey. That's the person they want. Yeah. Here's the thing. They know another thing about the hardcore fan. You've sat through evolutions before mm-hmm. we'll and be you back. kept consuming it, right? We'll so you back. watched as the Champions League became played. Thank you. Not amongst just champions. Yeah. Right now it's like top four and then the Europa League winner got in. We, we keep changing it. And now we're adding teams and we're going to have 10 group stage games and you're going to keep watching it. Yeah. And the Premier League did, didn't always exist, but then it did and it, it fucked up football. There's only been seven champions of it ever, right? Like, it's not like it's, it's this, we, we talk about it like it's this equitable system. This is another thing that bothers me is it's not, it's still only open. It's like, oh, well, it's open to everybody. No, it's if you not. got enough money to. It's open to whoever has the most money and whoever has the most <laughs> right. pedigree. 
That's all it's ever been open to. Right. How, how, what was the last time Osasuna was in the Champions League? You know what I mean? What was the last time Burnley won an FA Cup? But, but the, here's the thing, the nostalgia, the theory that – It's the, the theory. It's the idea. Yes. I get yeah, it. The but next Nottingham Forest can happen, right? But it's going to have to – you know what? The only way that's ever going to happen is if some kind of salary cap type structure gets put into place so that the talent gets redistributed – and everybody has to play within a certain limit. That's why Leicester is so special because it was literally improbable. It, it was a miracle. It was, it was a, a miracle. That, there's been two miracles in Premier League history, Blackburn in 95 and Leicester, and Leicester. in 2016. That's it. Everything else has been United, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, and uh, there was one more. I'm, I'm blanking on somebody, I think. But it's, it's all been the same shit. Forever. <laughs> and like, oh, Man City was the other one. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, this idea that it's, you know, it, it, it's not equitable. It's not equitable, equitable now. Who yeah. are we kidding? Like, it's not like Sunderland's going to climb back up the leagues and win the Premier League anytime soon. Well, maybe. in theory, they can. Sure. By the time I die, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Sunderland till you Okay, I get it now. Sunderland till you die, right? <laughs> no. Um, so I want to finish on this. Uh, what is your biggest fear in this? And can any good come of it? Go quick, Andrew. Uh, fear? I have no fear. No, I, I have to wait and see, honestly. I know that's not a popular opinion. But in, for, in terms of goodness, I mean, I, I hate to say that, but if more money's in the picture, unless people have more money, then theoretically maybe – they will be forced to do the right thing for appearances. I mean, it's part of business, you appearing to be authentic. And that could ironically help grassroots football in a way that's not happening now. Maybe the, the waste that's been going on with grassroots football in terms of the waste of the uh, like um, ROI on dollar spent, maybe that could be improved. No, they're poorly run. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Basically, like if, but if you give less people money and they're in charge of it, and or or you know distributing it, maybe it can be allocated better, and that could be made more efficient theoretically. But or you know, you know, fans. Let's talk about this for a second. uh, Thirty seconds. Um, By the way, in all the documents, from what I understand, it's all referred to as a super league. Had nothing to do with the European Super League. So. Uh, Beckham that's and Miami's true. finna being in a few years. You damn sure that's gonna happen. Or the, the global Galaxy. Super League is an eventuality. Yeah, 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 that's gonna happen. So the idea intergalactic. Like, once we get to Mars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the <laughs> idea of like I said this in last year, the idea of Bayern Munich and Barcelona and Tokyo and Japan, like, I mean, as far as me being a human and understanding, like the idea of like going to see your club and blah blah blah, spending all that money, like maybe a six-year-old kid will be able to see them in Tokyo, Japan and like be a big fan. You know what I mean? Like that respect, like that's kind of cool. Like if I have a, if I have a big heart, I guess if I'm being like super optimistic about things, Okay. but I understand like you can argue about how that kills the game and fandom and blah, blah, blah. But Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the, what good could come from it because I do think if it becomes something where you have more access to the biggest level the top games to more people so it's like if you are in johannesburg or if you're in shanghai or if you're in 
um, if you're in Nice and you actually have a chance that a club you would have never seen before actually can come to your city. Maybe, maybe that could be something good. But ultimately, I, my fear is what it's going to be, which is the complete bastardization of the sport, the complete changeover from having your country be a part of what your club is built into, having that be a part of the setup, and them just becoming the Harlem Globetrotters of football, where the top-end product may end up being better, but it's just the heart and soul of it will have completely gone. And not just that, but also the fact that we may see a realistic situation where everyone is firing off their nukes, where it is everyone goes through with the threat that they're making, where FIFA won't allow any of these players to yeah. go into their tournaments, where the World Cup becomes a, a tournament that doesn't have the top talent in it, where the Super League has all the money and then the FA Cup really doesn't mean anything. And the Champions League still goes, but it's basically like the Europa League now. Like That's the nightmare scenario that I'm concerned with, that everyone goes through on their threat and everyone loses because of it. And in the short term, that's okay. In the long term, it's not. But in the short term, like, those institutions can weather that storm because, like, it's all about marketing, right? Like, my mom's not going to know that Mo Salah's not playing the fucking World Cup in a couple years, in the next year, right? She's not going to know. She's not going to get the, Even if she's bombarded on Fox News, she's not going to know that shit. Yeah, but right? eventually, she, if like, you keep that up, the World Cup but will the become next the Cup. Olympics. Yeah, exactly. The next That's, that's what will happen. Yeah. I think... If there's any good to come out of it, it'll be that it forces a discussion. That's my hope is that it forces yeah. a discussion and that we have to rethink the way football is set up and maybe to make it a little bit more sustainable and to make the clubs actually act within their limits. My biggest fear is that it works. Um, that you <laughs> love whole, it? That we get used to no, it. We like it. Yeah, that it's more <laughs> so that we get used to it or that it becomes the norm. Yeah. And that there's really no way back from it. Wait, wait, real that quick it question. It to be such a wild success that... Quick question. I, no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. I do think it's an eventuality, like turf pitches. Um, you know, I know nobody over there likes that turf, but you best believe they've been developing it for a reason. It's because one day there won't be enough potable water in the world to be <laughs> making excuses for watering patches of grass what so that people can run around them. Yeah, it's not even that far off. <laughs> and so it's, it's an eventuality just like that. And there's going to be things evolve. These, these competitions have evolved. These, the game has evolved and it will continue to do so. And it should, maybe. I think it's possible that it absolutely should. And maybe we should all face the fact that that, as uncomfortable as it is, just is a reality, an eventuality that we're going to have to get used to. I don't like it, but um, it, we are where hey, we are. Liverpool, Barcelona, baby. Next week, Real Madrid. And next week, Bayern. I'm all about it. Let's go. Woo! Let's fucking go. Soon yeah. enough, the Galacticos will be home on Mars. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Buying tickets. We'll get to the fucking moon. Let's go. All right. With that, uh, we didn't do intros, but I'm David. <laughs> I'm Darius. Ozan Kabak was actually really good today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was great. He was great. Yeah, he was like, he <laughs> I saw him make some run. runs up the pitch. It was fantastic. <laughs> he was really good in the meaningless game that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, meaningless game. Bye. Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>